<laughs> just seeing your loved one really just wide open. Oh, no. Nothing's original and it's not worth Nothing's original? Podcast? We're just two girls making another podcast. We've all seen this before. Nothing's original and it's not And let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I just sound like a dolphin when I talk to you. My brother told me that that's like a really hard thing to do with your voice, and he was shocked when I did it in front of him. And I was like, it's called talent. <laughs> I was gonna be like, do you see what I just did there? That's my speech impediment. I was like, Ugh. I just like say the words <laughs> in my brain, and I just do like a. <laughs> and that's how I said Trader Jews. I want to get into that when we do your growth. Um, (laughs) All right, ready? Ready, steady, go. Howdy, howdy, and welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot, cannot. We should just do a phone call. We've downgraded from Zoom to FaceTime. I can't see or look at you when you say that. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> oh, it's a fishing rod now. It went from a lasso to a fishing rod. <laughs> it did. Um, it did. Is That's how you cast your net or your line. Swing the hook around. <laughs> Tori is doing a visual representation of how to fish. Um... But using it like a lasso. But it's, yeah, it's like a lasso. To As Wonder to Woman do. would want. Right. Although, do we support Wonder Woman? Leave a comment yeah. below. Yeah, we do. Because Fuck I yeah. think I support Palestine. <laughs> okay, I wasn't saying Gal Gadot. Who's hot as fuck. Yeah, she you is know. hot. All right. You know, for real this time. She was born in a place. I was born in a place. You can't. You cannot put the Palestine interest. <laughs> howdy, howdy, boys and girls. Howdy, howdy. Welcome back to another episode of Nothing Original, the podcast. <laughs> um, today we are trying something different with our audio and we have downgraded to FaceTime from Zoom and we are trying our best, so please, for the love of God. <laughs> Just listen. Be nice. <laughs> Be nice to us. Um, I'll, I'll fucking... <laughs> That's my speech impediment. <laughs> fucking uh (laughs) um i'll start this off by reminding you that we do have a patreon that we haven't posted anything on because we don't have that kind of motivation but if you want to give us or the audience yeah true but if you want to give us money there's that um link in the show notes and our venmos are also in the show notes um my pocket's always empty 
I I uh, I live a comfortable life, but um, I'm also going to be unemployed and not in school uh, this month. So, <laughs> Virgo season. Virgo season, baby. My brother turns thirty in two weeks. Could not be me. I'm not even twenty three yet, and the way that people look at me sometimes. I get it. I'm a child. It's fine. Yeah. I don't see my brother as an adult. And he is going to be nearly a decade older than my dad was when he had him. Oh my god. So my dad was like in his early 20s. (laughs) And I met my dad when he was two years older you met your dad i cannot <laughs> the first time i met my dad um the first time i, I just met my dad the birth canal i actually didn't go through the birth canal i was a c-section um i don't have a snip, birthday snip. i have a removal day um <laughs> i was mined um <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is about appalachian culture um <laughs> anyway every time i see a tiktok dance one that i think i could like feasibly do i'm like should i get up out of bed right now and learn this dance i never do (laughs) i just don't see i just don't see the point in my life for that yeah i agree i sometimes see tiktok dances and i'm like you know, I could probably do that and get some followers, but I also want to get a job. So I say as we record this podcast, which is the most profane thing that we have ever done publicly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was going to mention something about um, some substances that I consumed and was like, you know, maybe we should draw a line. Uh, with myself maybe we should have for future employment yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know how to have boundaries but (laughs) whatever i've never had a boundary in my entire life um so let's talk about our our growth do you want to kick it off Catherine? how are you growing this week thank you for asking um (laughs) I I am growing um, in a lot of very tangible ways. Not, like, self-growth, I don't think. Um, but, like, I am trading in my car that I got when I was 18 for, like, a practical car. I drive a Jeep Wrangler Sport. And it's cute. And it's, it's really good to my personality. Um... But it's also, it's two-door, and it doesn't really have a trunk. I cannot and fit in her car comfortably. if the seat comfortably. is up to make a trunk... Yeah. And if the seat is up to, like, make a trunk, it bounces, and it's really annoying. And there's, it's like a convertible hard top, soft top, so I have the soft top stuff in my car all the time. And, yeah, Tori could, like, never fit in my car comfortably, so, like, she always drove us to breakfast. <laughs> In my Um, And, like, we would honestly, like, we would go to, like, weekend, like, 
grocery runs in my car with two of my roommates and like two other friends and I can't imagine how we did that because now I go on grocery runs with my brother and we struggled (laughs) just the two of us yeah there was always just a lot of Trader Joe's like in my crotch right that yeah um literally and figuratively (laughs) Trader Joe's um, have you been watching Bachelor in Paradise? It's I haven't. Not worth it. I wasn't sure if I would. Yeah, I've been I've been watching uh, Married at First Sight season ten. Ben and I have been. It's too many seasons. And I watched. I know. I watched season nine when it was on Netflix because that was like a big thing during quarantine is that Netflix for some reason got the rights to season nine and Hulu had the rights to like every other season. Anyway, season nine was like a fucking wild ride. And so we were talking to one of his friends when we were visiting and he was like, you have to watch season 10. It's crazy. And so we're watching season 10. And so Ben is not like... Like, he often thinks that reality shows have too many episodes, which, fair. Um, But he's not one to, like, sit and watch them with me. Like, he'll kind of tune in, and he'll look up spoilers, and he'll, like, be excited for me to finish it because he wants to, like, talk about the spoilers. Um, But we were kind of, like, quasi-watching this separately. Like, I was watching it a little bit more than he was. And then... um, Last night, he sat down to watch it with me, and we ended up watching it for, like, four hours. <laughs> um, and we were, he was like, okay, 30 minutes of the next episode. And then the next episode ended, and he was like, we gotta stop it before the preview. <laughs> yeah, once that shit starts, oh my god. Bella, your tail. Yeah, once I sit down and start watching a show, if there's all the episodes available, I'm done for. Yesterday I started the news. Oh my god. I Being a mother, I can't. You are not a cat. The new Selena Gomez show with Martin Short and Steve Martin. Have you seen it? I haven't watched that yet, no. Is it good? That's how you take care of her kids. You close the door. Um, I just love to see Selena Gomez acting. I wish she had never made a music career and just only done acting. Um, yeah, yeah, she should bark, shouldn't she? But Martin Short's been the same age for like 50 years, in my opinion. I know I haven't been here for the past 50 years, but that's just what I feel. I I think I agree with that. Also, Steve Martin has been the same age since 1982. Actually, no. In this, he's, like, just a few years older oh, really? than he was in Cheaper in the Dozen. Yeah, he's got, like, the old, like, The cheeks. jowls? I don't like that <laughs> one, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but I... So the ways that I'm growing are kind of, like, materialistic. Like, I am trading in my car for, like, a more practical one. And also... Bonus points, like, my brother will be able to drive that car, um, which I don't trust him to drive my car right now because it's kind of, like, a finicky car to drive, especially if you're not someone who drives a lot. Like, I would trust, like, Olivia to drive my car because she drives all the time, but, like, or, like, just in general, like, someone who I know drives more often. 
but he just doesn't. <laughs> and, um, so he, like, is kind of dependent on me for my car. And if, like, he wants to go do something, it'll be nice to just be like, hey, here are my keys. I'm not going with you. <laughs> um, so that's good. And, um, we are thinking about, but we've kind of put a stop to the current thinking about getting another pet. Um, we were gonna, we got really excited about like a little girl kitten, but we don't have like friends in Atlanta yet. <laughs> and so if we, let's talk about we do it, need to talk about it. It's part of my identity crisis. Um, and if we need to leave, we don't have a support system that could like adequately take care of like if we need to go somewhere like to see Ben's parents or whatever um, or like on a trip, it's easier for like my brother to come over and feed Chester twice a day because he lives across the street than it would be because he can't he just can't live. His current lifestyle is not that he, one that he can live like in my home. Right. So he couldn't like be present for a kitten all the time. And like, we don't have that support group. So that's something that we're thinking about. And I think we can only have like two pets in our apartment or we have to pay like a lot more money. Um, so we're also discussing like, yeah, two pets is yeah. always the limit. Yeah. So we're discussing like, do we Sucks. use that second pet for the cat or do we wait? Cause we do want to get a dog in like a, a, like a year and a half or two years, I think. Um, so like, do we wait? Cat, 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 <laughs> cat, cat. Um, so we'll see. It makes sense logistically right now because I'm obviously going into a period of just like taking a break, um, which I'm very grateful to be doing and, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, I don't know. It's just not, I don't know. Like, logistically for us, it makes sense. But logistically for anyone else who would be involved, it doesn't make sense. Um, and then we are also, I'm doing a lot of, pro like, I'm starting to do a lot of projects around the house because um, when this goes up, my dissertation is due the Tuesday after. So I'll be pretty much done when this is up and and people can listen to it um and so I'm like getting ready to paint a few walls and I'm like I bought a bar cart and like <laughs> I'm doing the whole thing um and my brother is helping me a little bit um and that's like what I'm going to be doing in my first couple of months during my gap year I say gap year as if I know what comes after the gap year I don't um I don't think anyone does. Yeah, it's not like a high school to college gap year because that's pretty straightforward where it's just like, I'm going to go thrust my Christianity upon someone in, an, in a different country. <laughs> um, and then I'll go to college. A gap year between... I was supposed to take a gap year between undergrad and grad school. And then I didn't. And now I'm tired. <laughs> so... I'm tired just listening to how many words you've typed. Every time you say the word dissertation, I feel like I personally age three years. Honestly, yeah. Like, uh, I'm not doing a lot right now because I did front load the wor work a lot. Like, I 
started really strong and fast so like it's not like every day is bogged down with like finishing this by the deadline like I definitely budgeted my time well but it's so fucking stressful to do like this many words and to hope that they're good and like make sense and like how am I almost done this how am I going to be a master of history that yeah I don't know I when you said front load the work I was like never in my life have I genuinely done that or thought, yeah, that's going to be the plan. Like, I'm always like, I'm going to get a head start on this. And then two days before it's due, I'm like, that didn't happen. <laughs> I, yeah. And like, I'm also, I'm, I'm just kind of stressed with the details of it because we also have to turn in like a, I don't know if it's called a portfolio. I'm trying to think of the word that it's, that they used. And it's basically like, all the correspondence I think from your dissertation I don't know like I have to look into it a little bit more but you kind of just have to like I don't even know honestly I really need to look into that and then I was looking at like because obviously I'm not familiar with like the UK and how they do things so I'm like um do I need to have a cover page right like do I need to have like um this that and the other and so my supervisor sent me like copy pasted something from like the handbook which is kind of like a syllabus but it's for the entire program like all of it um and I found it in the handbook as well because I was like this doesn't make a lot of sense and it was like here's what to include you need a title page with like your name and your program and the title of your dissertation, whatever. And then you need table of contents. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't even think about that. And so I was making the table of contents and it says table of contents and then in parentheses C through F. And then it's like it's like lettered in a list underneath of that C, D, E, F, right? Like what things? So to me, that means include this in the area where your table of contents is, right? And... So it says, like, your appendices, like, your bibliography. And I'm like, that's fucking weird. And I was talking to one of my friends um, about this. And he was like, no, there's no way the bibliography goes up front. And I was like, read this and tell me I'm not crazy. Because this is what it says. (laughs) And he was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, poor wording. Like, the way that it was worded says, like, include C through F in your table of contents. But what it meant was do your table of contents and then do after the text C through F. Ugh. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. Syllabi and like trying to understand what a professor wants and what format they want. I, I... <laughs> no. And the frustrating thing is like the big, <laughs> the big thing in this program, which I don't appreciate because I'm definitely someone who asks for help when I need it and expects help because I am paying these people <laughs> to help me. Um, True. It's like, look in the handbook. Ugh. You're a master's student. Look in the handbook. And I'm like, the handbook doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, anyway, I was like having a breakdown about this. I promise I have a point. I'm getting to it. <laughs> I was like on the verge of a breakdown about this because in the middle of making this like huge front loaded thing, how many times will I say front loaded? Um, 
My load is also in the front. She ain't wrong. <laughs> For those of you not watching on the Patreon, just kidding, we don't have any video of this. Um, I tucked my shirt underneath my titties so there would be no uh, chafing. That's what I meant. She's sitting down. Uh, it's it's a heavy load. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a heavy load. Um, but my brother was in, in Florida. Um for a couple of days this past week, um, staying with my dad and he called me. So basically like I had like, I lost a version of this, um, document and it wouldn't like word was just crashing and it was being stupid and it it couldn't save it because I like didn't save it every three seconds. And it like whole thing. So I was like on the verge of a breakdown and Ben had just come home and I, he was trying to tell me about his day and I was like, Oh my God, fucking wait. Like (laughs) I'm trying to figure this out. And then Patrick called me and like something that's kind of new in my life is like my, this is going to sound sad is like my brother being happy (laughs) Um, because he has like a lot of new things happening in his life. Um, And they're all really good and he feels really good about them and and we're able to spend a lot of time together now that he's moved close to me um so it's it's a new thing and he called me and just like made me laugh and like made me feel better and was you know filling me in on how his trip was going and stuff like that and I like crisis averted like did not have that breakdown and I was like huh I love having a brother (laughs) i'm jealous like yeah it's honestly really cool like having a brother who's your best pal because it's like it's built in that you love each other it's also built in that you hate each other so it's really easy to be friends see i want that so that people aren't insulted when i hate them Oh, yeah. Like, if Patrick and I ever get into, like, a thing or, like, we're sassy with each other or, like, whatever, give us 20 minutes. Like, (laughs) I might need a little bit more than 20, maybe a good 35, but that's Which is doable. But, yeah, so I feel like those are the ways that I am growing and feeling different and dealing with different things. Tori, how are you growing? I'm a full-time working lady at only one job, only 40 hours a week. So I've definitely grown in that aspect. I got a facial. Um, If you're in Lexington, Kentucky or the surrounding areas, Wanderlust Studios. She literally texted me about this and was like, oh, if you ever go to this place, like use me as your referral. And I thought that it was maybe, like, a chain because I don't live in Lexington. (laughs) Okay, but you'll come, and then you can make an appointment, and then come talk to me about it after, and then I can go to an appointment. Yeah, so if you go, just use my name, Tori, and you get, like, a discount, and I get a discount. So just, I just want another facial, and I can't really justify paying for two in the fall of 2021 because that's the year it is um i am growing i had big convos with my big boyfriend this week um so that was like a lot of growth as far as like communication and like uh, just emotional shit 
and I'm also yeah, trying. Proud of you. Thank you. It was, uh, <laughs> and I did this without my therapist. I mean, giving credit to you as being my therapist, but also You're pretty much the same person. Me and your therapist. <gasps> you hear that? That's my doggy barking yeah. at somebody. <laughs> yeah, she's mad. Um, okay, it stopped. Um, yep. And I did like big girl tasks. I like went to the bank and did a whole thing. I went to the doctor and today maybe I'll tackle calling the insurance company. Perhaps, probably won't. Um, I don't know how I'm growing. I think I'm just like doing my best now that I have like mornings and like two days off in a row trying to like learn and practice being the person I want to be but also like just being gracious with myself when I don't do all of the things that I wanted to do and also trying not to plan because like my to-do list is always crazy and just like makes me feel shitty at the end of the day so just being like yep didn't do that today and you know what that's okay it didn't have to happen today it can happen tomorrow and just trying to like make my pets my priority like, yesterday when I was binging the three episodes of the new Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, Martin Short, what's it called? Only Murders in the Building, I think. Also, yeah. it's some shit that we would do. They, like, start a true crime podcast because they like podcasts. And that's kind of what we're doing. It's like, I love all these podcasts. Let's just do the exact same thing, even though I'm not interesting. Um, but yeah, I was watching that <laughs> uh, thing the show and I was looking at my dog and she was like bitch if you don't take me outside I'm gonna throw a fit so I took her outside so trying to like put a priority on the things that like give me love and like give me good energy and not really like focusing on like bad energy things like I think that's how I'm growing I told you before like I texted my friend and was just like don't really understand what's going on with us maybe this is just like because you're busy or like in a new like like relationship or whatever um but being like okay with how things change and also (laughs) i signed up for a six-week salsa class with Brandon and it was an impulsive decision I told him I was like hey I'm about to spend money on this thing and he was like what about that free one you showed me and I was like no 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 I like this place it's 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 money though and he said how much money I was like it doesn't matter I'm gonna pay it right now and he's like this feels like an impulsive decision I was like so what and then I thought I was only buying two (laughs) classes but then I bought six classes for both of us so now we're gonna do that for the next six weeks and I'm okay with it I've just like I'm planning to go home for the wedding and like making arrangements and stuff like that. So I got the Airbnb. I got tickets to go see a comedian I love. I just did too much and it all, most of it cost money. And that's okay because I'm bringing in money and I'm not, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's capitalism. You make it, you spend it, you move on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my to-do lists, because I am mentally unwell, mentally unwell, mentally unwell, (laughs) often have like very small things. Oh, me too. (laughs) That I, that I do like every day. Like my to-do list always has make the bed on it. 
because I know that that takes me three minutes <laughs> and I know that I can do it and I will do it and it makes my home feel more put together to me and that makes me feel good and I put that on my to-do list and then I check it off and I'm like, oh, we have accomplished something. Oh, we have accomplished something. Oh, we have accomplished something. Yeah, I put, yesterday I put get dressed drive to work that's a good one that's a good one all three things that i knew i would have to do so it's like that's three things i can cross off of that list honestly i i should add like open packages to my list today because i have a couple of things my brother is turning 30 like i said and i am throwing him a little bit of a b-day bash which i will give more details on in the next episode but this episode will come out before his b-day bash so (laughs) i cannot tell you what is happening but um i do have like a lot of supplies and i ordered some things from different companies and ordered a couple of things from like one company or another company right like and for some reason every place that i ordered except for Etsy, which I did order a lot off of Etsy, um, is shipping things individually. So I have like seven packages (laughs) Um, in my like grocery cart thing that we have, the canvas like cart that we have that I need to open. Beside the point. (laughs) Um, I do want to let you know, I received your package. I forgot to tell you that. And I... Walked out to my door, saw a box from Ulta, and I was like, oh, they must have delivered my, like, neighbor's shit here. And then I saw Catherine Perini, and I was like, did Catherine send me makeup? Or, like, (laughs) skincare shit? I was just like, this is the biggest waste of money you could have ever... Like, you know that shit would have gone in my little bag, and it would have never touched my face. And then I was like, oh, right, this is the thing she said she was sending me. It's arrived. I ordered skincare for myself and then i used the box to send you things that i told you i would send you two months ago eventually i put two and two together but uh (laughs) it took a while so today we are talking about identity crises in our 20s (laughs) (laughs) um um I've actually been doing it for two decades already, so this decade is nothing. (laughs) Just kidding, it's been bad. I literally remember turning 10, and I, like, was taking, like, a bath or something, or, like, a shower or something, and I, like, got in the bath or shower, and I was like, well, this is it. Double digits. So, (laughs) (laughs) I've been in this boat for a long time. I don't remember being a child. There's like a few specific moments, but other than that, I've just been like 15 plus the whole time. Yeah, I had a painful childhood. I was very, (laughs) I was very like, I don't even know how to describe myself. Just like, have you seen Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham? Unfortunately, I have. That was me. I can't that talk movie the hurt. way the way that everybody in the theater that I was in because I saw it at UK when Warsham started doing stuff, yeah. Um, and I went by myself. Fantastic decision because there's no way I could have looked at another person after that movie. And <laughs> I just like looked around at all of the women in the audience. 
also hiding at many points, specifically the one that stands out to me that I really, I can't talk about it too much because I will have a panic attack live (laughs) on the pod, is when she says she has nudes and she says they're for her boyfriend that she doesn't have yet. That I could not handle. I, (laughs) no, Mm -mm. nope, 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 nope. Yeah, that movie made me feel, I think I watched it with Ben, which, (gasps) oh yeah, because he was like, was this you? And I was like, shut the fuck up. Um, I, I was, yeah. So my point is, (laughs) something that I'm dealing right now with in therapy is who I am as a person because I don't know who I am really um, because I had a lot of expectations on me as a child so my identity crisis is much more like personality based where I feel like yours is also like mixed together with like ethnicity stuff so let's talk about that you want me to go off about ethnicity? yeah Tori where's your dad from? Honduras! 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 Ask and me where my Tori, mom's from. <laughs> where's your mom's? Where's your mom from? Canada! What is shit? And Tori, how do you identify? Um, here's the thing. I. <laughs> so, Latinx has been the term. Now we're going to. Here's the thing. I don't know how to say it because I'm not like on the internet. I feel Are you like about what Latin? Here's the thing. I am, <laughs> but what would make sense to me is that it's Latine because that's how the Spanish language works. It doesn't make sense that we would go like full European if we're trying to get away from that. So it would be like right. Latine because it's like neutral. Yeah. However, I do say Latine because it's cute and it, it's going to be like, like guillotine. <laughs> the revolution begins now. The revolution begins now. The revolution begins now. Um, so I usually just say that I'm like a white Latina. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you want to ask me questions? Do you want me to go off? I'll ask you questions because... Um, I do want to keep the editing process to under seven hours. (laughs) I was going to say, because I won't shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's super fair. Um, The part, I'm going to, I am going to interrupt you because the last episode where I said, I have a quick question for you. And then I spoke for four minutes straight. And then you were like, was there a question there? And I was like, yeah, do you feel the same? And you were like, yeah, for sure. I was like, this is why people don't talk to me. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I was listening to that during editing and I thought that I sounded like such a dick. <laughs> um, no, I needed that. I really do like when people talk to me in that way. That's like not being a dick, but is responding to me how I like speak to the world. Like last night there was a slug in the kitchen. I work in an outside beer garden. It's fine. Um, and... I like freaked out about it and was like, no, 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 no. So then my coworker came over to like scoop him up and put him outside. And I was like, no, no, no. And she was like, oh, you're friends now. And I was like, I did just have a really dramatic reaction five seconds ago 
So I appreciate you really just putting me in my place. Thank you so much. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll ask you questions. Um, first, what what is most confusing about who you are? <laughs> well, it all came from the daddy issues, I think. Um, I would spend my summers going to Wisconsin, where my mom grew up, and Canada, where she was born, and where my grandma grew up. And so we'd like go to Wisconsin, pick up my grandma and go vibe on the farm that she grew up on and then go see her sister in a different like part of Canada. And so I'm like really connected to that side of me. But my father and I aren't super close. Like my parents are married and he's been a part of my life, but it's not like I'm personally offended by every good representation of um, like a wholesome Latino father and daughter relationship because I'm like, well, that's not my experience. So this is problematic. Um, but so it it's not like I'm super connected to my like Hispanic or Latin heritage because the person that like gets is blood connecting me to that and I aren't like culturally, emotionally, communicatively involved. And so I've definitely like overcompensated. Like I fucking majored in Spanish and international studies, studied abroad in Ecuador. Um, and like the first poem I wrote is titled after my last name and is very much just like about my whole identity crisis and like being both and I think coming to the University of Kentucky I like really experienced like for the first time like what are you and I like have mentioned that I think last episode um so yeah that's why it's complex for me right so like what was your household like like did you have any kind of like Hispanic or Latine, <laughs> um, like influences in your household, or would you say that you grew up in like that mostly like white Canadian Wisconsinian? Wis- <laughs> What's the adjective form of Wisconsin? Um, like household. Um, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> What I'm about to say is stupid because it's not true, but I kind of grew up for the like beginning parts kind of like devoid of a culture because uh, like I visited like my mom's family in on breaks and mostly summers, but I don't like all of my family lives outside of this country pretty much at this point. And anyone who lived in in it is dead now. R.I.P. to them. Mucho love. Yeah. I'm in therapy. It's okay. Um, but I like my household. Like I wasn't listening to pop music. Like I genuinely the two thousands. I kind of missed it because I was like in my mom's car listening to her sixties greatest hits albums and like audiobooks. So I was not, like, sheltered because I was living in the D.C. metropolitan area going, like, 
tra- traveling thousands of miles every summer. My grandpa, towards in like his last decades of life, lived in South Texas, right um, on the border of Mexico. And so I was just like experiencing a lot, but not with people my age and not necessarily like a culture that I could call my own really other than just sort of being like a suburban DC person like my parents both spoke like both speak fluent Spanish um and they uh were rude and did not speak (laughs) like teach me Spanish and my mom says because when she'd speak to me in Spanish I would cry so she gave up which, to be fair, if a child kept looking at me crying, I'd stop whatever I was doing. I'd be like, you know what? Fine. You can stay at Target forever. I don't care. <laughs> so, like, I grew up, like, listening to Spanish and could, like, understand, but, like, would speak in English. I've, like, compared it to how Jane is in Jane the Virgin. Um, Gina Rodriguez, please do better. Um, but, yeah, I've, like, definitely tried to connect to the, like, Latino side of me through academics and stuff like that. Like, I've taken Spanish since the second grade, you know? Which is absurd, because, like, when I met you, you were, like, fully into this whole, like, I am a Latina white woman. Like, I speak Spanish. I'm majoring in, like, all of these things that, like, reflect this, like, Spanish, Latinx, Latin heritage. Um, like, my dad is Honduran, like, <laughs> and it's, like, it's kind of crazy for me to, like, as I've gotten to know you, like, understand where that started and, like, where that stemmed from, you know? Yeah, and it's also, like, my mom actively <laughs> will be, like, to this day, like, do you think of yourself as Latino? And I, like never shared that first poem with her when I first wrote it. And it was sort of like in college that I was like really experiencing like, I've like, like my mother raised me. Like I am my mother's daughter. I'm very similar to her. Um, So I am very much a white woman, but I also know these other things about me. And she was, I think like in this, because I'm not connected with my father and she isn't either really like, didn't think of me as that. Um, and so right. when we saw Latin History for Morons by John Leguizamo in New York, he, his kids, I think, have a similar, like, identity to me in that they are mixed and probably have their own crises and whatever. Um, and at the end of it, he's, like, doing this speech where he's like, and I am Frida Kahlo, and I am Sonia Sotomayor, and, like, a cute little thing like that. And it ended, and everyone was screaming, and my mom was just like, wait, do you feel that way? And I was just like, yeah, that's kind of what I've been trying to tell you. And then I shared my poem with her, and she was like, that's really beautiful. And then um, it won a little award at school, so it, like, got printed on, like, broadsides or whatever. And I gave her one. Interesting. So do you think that, like, your current identity has been shaped by this, like, overcompensation to connect with that heritage? And following that, like, do you wonder, like, 
if you didn't have that, like if you had just grown up, like maybe you didn't know your dad or maybe your parents were divorced and you were like only with your mom all the time. And like my parents really are fully context. married. I'm um, so sorry. <laughs> I have so many questions, but that's a different day. Um, uh, <laughs> um, do you think that like maybe you would have been like a sculptor or like like do you think that you would have been someone completely different had you not had this thing that you needed to like connect to not at all I mean I am like obviously like inherently international because as I said all of my family is outside of this nation that I reside in um right and um yeah granny I know it's complicated um (laughs) that's why it's called a crisis granny (laughs) I don't know like my mom majored in international studies as well and studied abroad and so those were always like travel and just like more than an American context was always something that I was like around and aspiring to be like literally before I even got accepted to UK I was looking at the study abroad website deciding where I was gonna like UK was just like a pathway for me to go abroad um and I don't know necessarily like obviously like I can't even imagine what it would look like like I just there's a few moments that stand out to me like because I want to like be a writer and maybe do tv stuff I think of things in very like cinematic moments that just stick out to me in my identity crisis um one of them is going to a u.s honduras soccer game with my dad and my uncle and they stood up for the honduran national anthem and i like also stood up and just like did like they sang and i didn't and then it was the u.s national anthem and my dad like elbowed me and he was like that's your country and like that like disconnect and the multiculturalism of it all just being like (gasps) and then like I technically have like some cousins in the U.S. um that I don't know that my because my dad's also not he also doesn't really have a culture like he doesn't participate in his culture or anything really so like it's not like there's Latino family members that I could go to a barbecue with my dad or something like that. But I did go to something like that once and they had never met me and I don't know where, I don't really, right. rem- I, I don't, I don't remember. But I, all I remember is they were all looking at me like I was some sort of freaking alien <laughs> and like, oh, mira esto. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and and, the, and then I, like, didn't speak Spanish. I had right. not been taking Spanish that long. And my dad was like, they say you look like your aunt. And I was just like, okay. And then um, when I studied abroad in Spain, it was during the 2018 Men's World Cup. And my dad, like is the basic Latino man. And he's like super into soccer. (laughs) And I was watching soccer quietly and in silence with my host mom in Spain. And this was also, I could like feel 
like for all of the reasons like people study abroad even if they don't have an identity crisis but like that was part of it for me so it's just like I really just paid so much money and came thousands of miles to just sit in silence watching Spanish soccer which I could have done for free in the home that I live in right so like I I have no idea what it would be like so like yeah so like if you had to talk about um like your ethnicity-based identity crisis because I do think that like a lot of your identity stuff does stem from like your dad right and like this vein of things like what would you say if like a girl who was like 18 and like starting to figure it out like came to you and was like hey how the fuck do I figure this out like I feel like I don't connect to either of these and I don't have a culture and um like I just need a place to feel accepted like what what advice or like what would you say or like how would you commiserate um, I definitely just, like, want to be your friend first, and right. this poem that I keep alluding to, I'll just, like, put it on my website and actually, like, publish my website so that you can find it there. You just go to my website, victoriacruisefalk.com. It's called Cruise Falk. That's my name. Um, I read it at this, like, 80 Minutes Around the World storytelling event about migration stories, and one of my favorite professors had put on that event... And I, like, read a little piece of it during my storytelling part, and then someone asked me to, like, read the whole thing during the Q&A portion, and I read it, and she turned around, because she was sitting in front of me, and she was, like, crying, and she was like, that was beautiful, and asked me if she would share it with me so she could give it to her daughter, because she thought she would really identify with it. Like, I think her daughter's blonde, she said, and she, like, dyes her hair darker, so that she, like, looks more Latino. And just, like, all of those things. Because it's, like, this is super original what I'm about to say. <laughs> it's not original. Um, but it's, like, what is Latin? Is it you speak Spanish? The language of the colonizer? Is it that you are, like, brown or Afro-Latino? Is it that you grew up in California or Florida or Texas. Like, there's all of these different things that people identify as being Latino. And a big part of my crisis has been like, well, I don't have like a Hispanic cultural context that is like familial. I don't have a connection with the person who has Latin blood that connects me to it. Like, but I am. You know, and like the Latino Student Union was never a place I felt super comfortable because I was like going through all of this. But I always like supported those people and like was like acquaintances with them. And I don't know, like there's just something. I don't know. I would probably tell someone that came to me that was like 18, like, here's my poem, dude. I hope it makes you cry. Like, you are just a person and, like, just be wherever it makes you feel comfortable. Like, and do what you have to do. Like, if you need to go on some sort of, like, year-long hiking, backpacking shit through Europe or wherever, South America, 
like, just do what you want to do. Because, like, what... What does it fucking matter? Like, do what you want to do. Do what you're interested in. And it's, like, good to explore, like, why we're doing things. But that doesn't mean you have to stop doing things if you find out, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this shit because I have daddy issues. Like, I say all the time as a joke, but for, like, a serious, serious reason. Like, I majored in my daddy issues. And it's been super rewarding. And along the way, I've met people that are like me. And also moved people like my professor who feel similarly. And yeah, and like being a white Latino, I think you should also like, it holds like a little bit of weight as far as like anti-racism movements. Because like white people say some wild shit around me. Like one of my old co-workers was like, oh, well, like talking about the Latino co-worker that like really presented as Latina. She's like, oh, well, of course she speaks better Spanish than you because, like, she grew up in the house speaking Spanish. You didn't, um, and, you know, like, just, like, saying, like, weird racist shit and trying to be slick, and I was just like, oh, they don't know. So I've always, like, felt like a spy. Um, so I would also just, like, tell anyone in a similar position to, like, use it to your advantage and not only your advantage but like the betterment of the world like you as a white person who has like access to other communities if you do you like can be responsible if you want to take on that responsibility of just like identifying people who are like allies or who are like harmful for the community it doesn't need to be like a cancel culture like fuck that person and you can also like educate that person but like being like hey just gonna let you know that this person is like weird and i know they're saying that to me because they don't know my background or that we're like cool in this way but just wanted to let you know that i don't really think that person is like super safe for you Catherine, would you like to speak on being in your (laughs) 20s on being in your (laughs) jordan year um (laughs) what what part do you want me to hit on i have a lot of identity crisis issues that i'm working through (laughs) okay since we're on ethnicity at the moment i do want you to talk about how italians are white and and you know they weren't all anyway Um, we won't get into it go for it go for it Italians are white. Um, (laughs) uh, You know, you can have Italian heritage mixed with something else that makes you not white. Um, But if you are traditional, like, Italian, maybe you've got, like, olive skin, but you still move about the world as a white person. Um, I, I am, like, I guess I'm, like, a quarter Italian technically nationally I guess is the way to say it um my grandfather is like was like full-blown uh spicy meatball and um my family I have a lot of like second and third cousins who live in the Milan area um and who like um have big families and you can like trace my whole family into a web and it would be like hundreds and hundreds of people um and my um, beast Nona, my great-grandmother, we called her Nona because 
like a generational thing. Um, she, I'm pretty sure, spoke fluent Italian and maybe spoke some English, but English definitely wasn't her first language. I think my understanding of the situation is that she brought my grandfather over here and then he didn't speak any English until school and that whole thing. Um, I am white. We're actually, my brother did a DNA test and somewhere down the line, a French guy just hopped the border and we're French. Like, (laughs) we're white. Um, But I do think that that, like, played into how I handled, like, college at least. Like, um, because my grandfather died pretty young. He was in his 70s and... Uh, my my no no and um i was young i was like 15 i think when he died and he died really suddenly um and that was like a big shock for everyone in my family and i remember like having a lot of conversations with um family members and like no one in my family spoke italian which i kind of think my grandfather did intentionally because Um, A lot of Italian immigrants, at least from what I've read and understood and heard and this, that and the other, my my perception of this is that um, it's it's not really like coming from a country where you're proud of the language. It's it's um, especially if you are southern in Italy. Um, I've heard a lot about like southern Italians deeming the language um, like unfit to speak in like a prosperous state like america right like (laughs) um and i think that my grandfather i think later in his life when he got a little older he started to appreciate it more and wanted his grandchildren to like um learn italian speak italian um and then like but he really didn't teach his kids like my dad doesn't really know a lick of any italian like he he is, if he learns, it's going to be Rosetta Stone, right? Like, <laughs> um, and I was like the first person to take on like speaking Italian really, like as a full, like I am going to be at least intermediate at this, um, who wasn't immediately in range of the Italian family, I guess. So that's why like I decided to do that in college. And then my grandmother was like so touched that like I minored in Italian because it like memorialized my grandfather or something um but Italians are white I am white I am just so fucking white (laughs) I told Catherine that I wanted to go dancing when she came into town next and when I go to Atlanta and she said excuse me I'm white I can't and I would like to take a stance anybody can fucking dance (laughs) I'm just so tired of the I feel like the internet is the men who would stand against the wall at dances and laugh at other people and just wait for like a girl to like grind on them like i'm just gonna have a good time does it have to be the best or pretty nope that's fair i think i think i could dance in that way as well but if you actually like wanted to like go dancing what does that mean like are we gonna go line dancing because that shit would be fun (laughs) we both live in the south yeah, that's true. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's like my Italian thing. It's just like I identify a little bit more 
as Italian, first of all, I had the last name for it. Second of all, like I took Italian, I'm intermediate at least in Italian. Um, it was like my minor, I dedicated a lot of time to the language and the culture. Um, but also, like you said, like in a weird way, like I don't look like the rest of my family because my mom is from Kentucky um, and just has some blonde in her family, um, like a little bit here and there. And I have like lightish brown hair and none of my family does except for one of my brothers. And so everyone had the strong jaw, which I, I did get, but um, the strong jaw, the big nose, like the bit, like my dad's nose is like, it's not like a honker, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, like, it's just like functionally big. Like it, it's shape is big. I don't know if that makes sense. Like he doesn't have like a strikingly big nose, but like he definitely has that like Italian nose. Um, and like the dark eyes, which my eyes are kind of like hazel, I would say, and the dark hair. And so when I was 15, literally like months before my grandfather passed away, I dyed my hair like jet black. Um, and that's something that I kind of return to a lot. Like I'm actually thinking about going darker with my hair now, just to like, I don't know, like I definitely look like my mom's mom. And but I identify more with I think I do with like my dad's side of the family, which is like the Italian side, even though I'm only a quarter Italian, which I feel like is super inauthentic. But like, I've also claimed it for myself because I really like the language. Similar, similar vibes to you, just less intense because it doesn't dictate my whole <laughs> every life <movement>. outcomes. <laughs> yeah, I something, um, something rude that I have said, <laughs> no offense to you, but I'm going to say it is I, something I've talked about with my friend who's also, like, half Latino, um, is that we both want to marry someone that's at least half, okay, let's, let's, let's read Marriage is a sham. We want to have children if we choose to do so <laughs> with someone that's at least half Latino so that our children don't have to say that they're a quarter Latino, because I won't allow it. If I'm a, if I have, if I so choose to procreate with it, they wouldn't have to be. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway. Oh, yeah. No, like being a quarter Italian, even though like this is a nationality and not like really an ethnicity, I would say it's it's definitely more of a national thing. Um, I it's weird because like it's something that my family like definitely claims um, even my family who married into this family and have no Italian roots whatsoever. Right. Like we definitely like claimed being the big Italian family um in like our hometown and like our friends our family friends were like the big greek family in town right um i i truly it's it's almost shameful to like have that background and have that like encouragement to pursue this culture language whatever doing that and then being like i'm a quarter <laughs> yeah it's also like weird like you keep saying it's about nationality which is like weird having that be a part of your identity because i if you asked me to list a hundred identities that i have not, would not write anything about being a citizen of the united states of america actually yeah i think that the reason it's weird for me is because 
honestly, I didn't expect to talk about like me being a quarter Italian on this <laughs> podcast specifically. But, <laughs> but the weird, the reason that it's like weird for me is because my mom's family is like English kind of, I guess, but like much more distant. Like there, were, there is no immigration within recent generations. And that's some Mayflower shit. My literally like my mom's family like was one of like if you go back far enough like we're related distantly to one of the first families that settled in kentucky and like kicked out the native americans um which like i apologize (laughs) um disgusting truly but (laughs) um so something that i really identify with is like kentucky and like appalachia and like that kind of thing and for me that is not a nationality, but a similar premise, like a location-based identity. Um, and so when I say I'm from the U.S., like, and I claim that, I'm claiming the DMV and I'm claiming Appalachia, right? So, like, the reason that I claim Italy as, like, a nationality versus, like, an ethnicity is because, first of all, I don't believe it's an ethnicity. <laughs> um, because I think that... I think at some point it was. cities are much more... I think at some point... I think so, too. Like, Irish and Italian, you know. There's a really cool book. I think it's called, like, When Jews Became White. Let me keep going. I'm going to see if that's true. I think it's so nuanced. Like, I think if you're from Italy, maybe you can kind of claim the ethnicity side of it a little bit more because it is a cultural thing and it is like like within Italy there are so many divisions you know like not like I think it wasn't a unified country until like 18 the late 1800s and like I get it like I get it (laughs) yeah and we can also Um, acknowledge that like obviously not all Europeans are white all of the stuff like like black Italians right you know exactly exactly and i but that's kind of why it's a nationality to me because when you think italian you're probably thinking like um big night with stanley tucci right (laughs) like that's italian american have you watched his thing his new his His new food okay now i'm just looking up everything he has the, what he is taking over for Anthony Bourdain. Oh no! Yeah, it's um, what he is cancer. Oh, I'm so upset. I love Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is cancer. This is what I'm reading. Um, okay, it's called Searching for Italy with Stanley Tucci. Um, so Stanley Tucci like really he, he really claims I'm not exactly sure like where in his lineage he is Italian. I don't think he was born in, he was born in New York. Um, that said, he definitely claims this like Italian American thing. Um, and big night is a really interesting representation of that because it was about early 20th century, maybe not early mid mid ish 20th century, like Italian immigration and I think that there's a lot of really important history that goes along with being Italian but I and like being an Italian immigrant specifically because don't get me wrong like they went through some shit everyone went through some shit but like the Stanley Tucci like archetype that people kind of hold on to and I don't remember his I guess his I think it was his real brother who was in that movie but um that kind of like oh we're we're chefs and we're gonna make 
all these crazy dishes that are like traditional Italian and we're going to compete with like the casino across the street and like just like that kind of vibe I think um is is a little bit harmful because and that's that's where we get into like Italians are white right like not all Italians are white um but if you do claim Italy as like a heritage and you claim it the way that I do like my family is white right but there are black Italians and I'm sure that there are like Hispanic or Latin X or whatever else, you know, Middle Eastern, uh, Asian immigrants in Italy and they claim Italy as their place. Right. I don't think it's limited to Italians being white. I think it's just like (sighs) Italians who are white and claim that they're not white are wrong. (laughs) Um, I've never seen Big Night, but Mark Anthony's in it. And Mark Anthony, I so uh, something I didn't mention is that I wrote a whole um, uh, poetry collection, senior th- gains thesis, whatever, on my identity crisis. And uh, Mark Anthony is a big part of everything for me. Really? Yeah. When I tell you the last like big gathering I was at was a Mark Anthony concert in DC in February 2019 and I went with my friend who's also half and like she always had her Peruvian family. Granny's like just demolishing a paper towel roll. Um and we would like dance with her Peruvian family on New Year's and like a lot to Mark Anthony. And we went and when Mark Anthony said Saca tu bandera which means like bring out your flag First of all, I've never seen that many Latinos in a room in the United States. And second, just all I beautiful. It was Mark Anthony does a lot for me. And if you haven't seen In the Heights, you're racist. Um, And also In the Heights was kind of racist. Anyway, Afro Latinos exist and you should cast them in roles. Anyway, anyway, anyway. This is a callback to our pilot episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it is. Um, but yeah, I feel like the Italian thing isn't like the basis of my identity, like how much your ethnicity kind of ping pong is, if that makes sense. Like, I think that I don't wrestle with that as much as you do. I think my identity crises like lie elsewhere. Don't get me wrong. I can make a crisis out of anything. (laughs) Yeah, she can. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about it. So I feel like my identity crises really lie in um academics which i feel like is such a cop-out of a (laughs) identity crisis but we've talked about before i think in my episode and then also in the last episode how everything in my um like memorable life like my conscious life like 10 plus i would say um has been dedicated to college getting to college, going to the best high school to get into college. Um, It was kind of like a surprise when I wanted to go to the University of Kentucky and not anywhere else. Um, To like a lot of people around me. Um, And I was like, kind of at at the tail end of it was resistant to my whole life being about getting to college. um, Because it was just like really taxing on me. And then once I got to college, like we talked about in the last episode, like it was super easy and I didn't feel challenged until I found like my right thing and this, that, and the other. Um, 
but when I was in college, like I was really thriving there after that first shitty year. <laughs> um, I mean, like my mental health wasn't great and I didn't take control of it until much later in my college career, which I kind of do wish that I had gone to counseling like after my first year, um, but I didn't get into therapy until just before my senior year, I guess. Um, but that's, I mean, like my mental health isn't good as like a baseline thing. So like, <laughs> um, it's always gonna be there. Sorry, it's always gonna be there. I'm there always. Um, so like when I was in college, like I got really good grades. I worked really hard. I did a bunch of extracurricular stuff. I did our fellowship. I started an organization. Like, I did as much as I could possibly do without my body shutting down. And I still tried to have, like, a social life. And I had my friends. And I would go every once in a while. Like, I would go to the bars with them. And I would go see my long-distance boyfriend. Like, I had a lot going on. Like, I was girl-bossing to all hell. And, which is gross. Like, (laughs) um, and when the pandemic hit and everything went online, like I didn't know what to do because I just felt like I had like so little to do and I had busied myself for so many years, mostly to avoid my own brain. Like I have a lot to like unpack and deal with in my life. And like, I didn't want to do that yet. Um, and when the pandemic hit, I had a, a friend who I consider still in my heart of hearts, like, a very best like lifelong friend um even though we fell out of touch you know after we graduated high school um regularly like we still talked every once in a while um but he passed away and the combination of those two things just wrecked me (laughs) and I was having like the worst time of my life to the point of where like I genuinely almost as Ben did like institutionalize me because I was like I was having such bad anxiety and depression and I was like spiraling all the time. There was like a period over Christmas where I was like, I need to treat my body like it is sick and I need to like stay in bed for a couple of days and like try to rest because I cannot do this anymore. Um, And it was like horrible for both of us and it was a horrible, horrible time. And I did get Chester during this. Um, (laughs) And um, I think that a lot of that came from stopping college and then going into grad school online. Um, I didn't have a great time in grad school. I didn't think that it was a lot of fun, which I... I do want to continue my education. I think that's kind of like the path I'm on right now. But going to grad school online really just solidified how much of my identity was based in college and how much I had to like tear myself away from that and like learn other things and like learn about things that I like. And something that my therapist has said to me recently is like, hey, have you ever thought about doing something creative for a living? And I was like, why the fuck would I? And she was like, you should see your face when you talk about, like, the shit that you paint or, like, the project that you're doing in your home or, like, the thing that you made for Chester or, like, the thing that you embroidered or, like, whatever versus you talking about school. (laughs) And I was like, stop it. Um, 
Stop it. Um, Stop it. Um, the truth hurts. The truth hurts. And I think that, like, there was a lot of pressure on me to be smart. And something that I always come back to is, like, I have, like, a couple of instances of this, like, throughout my childhood. And not to get into, like, my deepest, darkest traumas. <laughs> but, um, like, one time when I was... A, a wee lad a, a wee lad oh, a wee lad um i i was a very good kid i never got put on like yellow or red cards like i was always on a green card uh back to immigration um <laughs> where it all started um, where it all started uh i was always like a really good kid and i was always really really well behaved and um I was very smart. Like, I am a very smart person. Like, point blank. I... It plagues me, honest to God. Like, my brother and I talk about this all the time because we got, like, the mysterious super smart genes and it hurts us. (laughs) Um, But, um, like, I am a very smart person and I was a very smart kid. And I one time was, like, really fed up with being, like super good and super smart and i just wanted to relate to my peers (laughs) to the peasants the people literally and um and so i was just like one day i was taking a spelling test and i was in third grade and my teacher's name was like mrs stone or something right like the we're, we're going into this. And I was taking a spelling test and I always felt really left out that I never had to raise my hand at the end to ask for her to repeat a word. And I intentionally skipped like seven of them and raised my hand and was like, can you repeat number two, three, six, seven, nine, eleven, and 13? Like I, I was like, I asked her to repeat so many. And then she wrote in my planner. And this is also where I learned what FYI stood for. Um, she wrote in my planner, like FYI, like Catherine made like a scene or something today. Um, and I just remember, like, I was so embarrassed about like the repercussions of that. And like, obviously like my parents weren't happy um but like I just so did not want to be doing what I was doing (laughs) and I just wanted to like have friends like it was really hard for me to have like genuine friends because I would act less smart than I was on purpose not to say that those around me were stupid or anything there were some don't get me wrong there were some (laughs) there were always some but I just felt too like meta (laughs) to like relate to kids and like it hurt my brain like to like talk to people and so I just kind of like dumbed myself down a bit and I really wish that I had been I hadn't been pushed as hard to like do well right because that was always the goal was just me to do well. Like it was always bragging when I was in like third or fourth grade and I tested at a 12th grade reading level. And like, I skipped a bunch of school in fourth grade because I was faking stomach aches, um, which actually ended up being like IBS adjacent. It's fine. Um, (laughs) but I ended up getting the highest Maryland state assessment test score in my school. And I was in fourth grade. Like, there were kids older than me in this school. Like, <laughs> um, 
and I like my whole life was leading up to college and then when I did really well in college and I remember like I thought I was gonna get a B in a class because it was a stupid fucking class um and I hate this class um like with a a vengeance (laughs) um I I remember going to my dad and it was the spring of no the fall it was like Christmas like I was seeing my dad for Christmas and it was like the end of the fall term and I told him listen like I sat him down and I was like listen I think I'm gonna get a B and he was like okay whatever (laughs) and I was like whatever you can't gaslight me like that like literally oh my god <laughs> like you yelled at me for getting bees in high school you can't you can't just be cool with it now um so yeah my identity crisis comes from being like mega smart and not always being funneled into academics where i think that a lot of my like brain power can go to creative things in a better way often even though i'm very good at the things that i do I'm not trying to be humble right now. Like, this is a full brag. Um, I'm Women smart. Being humble is stupid. Being humble is stupid. I'm smart. I'm good at no, what no, I no. do. No, 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 no. <laughs> men should humble themselves. Every day a man wakes up, he should think a negative thought about himself. Because I've had to do it for every year of my life. And I want him. It's his turn. That's... I agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, like... I'm really good at things that I do and therefore people think that I should be doing them. And that's something that I've dealt with, like with history is like, do I become a historian? I'm really fucking good at it. Does that mean that I've become a historian? And it's like, do I want to do that? I don't know. I think I do. I don't know. So my whole identity crisis is just like, I'm brain too big for he goddamn feet. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that also... Bella, I hear you. I will give you attention in two minutes. Um, Yeah, I feel like also being from the DMV is not helpful in that equation. Mm -hmm. That is, like, genuinely part of the reason that I, like, don't use social media. It's like, I... The whole, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm pouring beers right now. What are you fucking doing? Why do I need to do anything else? The amount of people who are from the DMV and adjacently my high school who are active on LinkedIn. Uh, Active. uh, I, no. I, I (laughs) could not upload a profile picture because every time I uploaded it, it said it wouldn't do it. So I gave up and I never went back and I don't want you to find me on LinkedIn. I don't want to link it to my application. Just if that's super important to you, I do not want to work with you. Okay? No, yeah, we like cannot be it, friends. I gave it a good go and it really didn't do it for me. Um, so that's that's my biggest. I mean, we can in our next episode, we're going to talk about like being in our 20s and how that in and of itself is an identity crisis. Um Especially coming out of college with, like... Yeah. Yeah, just, like, all of those parameters and, like, what's next and, like, all of that just sort of being taken away. And it's like, okay, yeah, just do whatever the fuck you want. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) Can someone tell me the rules? Can someone tell me the rules? And then someone tells me the rules and I'm like, oh, married, kids, career? No. Mm. (laughs) I (laughs) will not be playing by those rules. Thank you so much. 
I will not be playing by those rules. Thank you so much. I will not be playing by those rules. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll have a part two to this because we've been talking for God just so long. Um, just so like my let's... phone is gonna die. My oh, my phone is on one percent. So go get a charger so we can do unoriginal thoughts. <laughs> okay. Let's let's do our unoriginal thoughts. Um, I'll I'll. I'll do it first because I don't have one, so I'm just gonna like spit out um, some words. Um, I really hate the sticky notes that are like accordion laid together, and the sticky side is on like one side and then it's on the other side. Cause I always, a bitch be writing upside down. I literally I'm, glad I'm gonna show said you. It. <laughs> I'm gonna show you. So I have these like notes on my computer because I probably have ADHD and this one is upside down <laughs> yeah because I, I didn't know that it was a Korean style yeah the law office I worked at had those like sign here little tabs that come out accordion style as well and they yeah. always suck and it was just always a bad time it's just really not efficient and it's like I love a good post-it I'm a Taurus I love this shit I live for this shit I bullet journal post-its give me them give me all of them don't give me that accordion shit. No, I will eat don't you. Don't give it to her. <laughs> Speaking of eating, the dog is quite literally has the cat's mouth, head in his mouth. Her mouth. This is... A, okay, here's my unoriginal thought. Is everybody ready? I have a speech impediment. I don't know what it is. I think my brain talks too fast. Also, looking at the audio, I did just yell that, and I apologize to everybody's ears. But I, I, the other day, I was trying to tell a story about how I live on Trader Joe's frozen food. I said Trader Jews. I was with people that I'm not super, super comfortable around, so I, like, looked at one of them with this face that, like, if you and I were in a context, we would, like, be laughing as you're laughing now. But she just sort of looked at me like, okay, finish the rest of your story. And I was like, no, 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 no. Are we just going to move past that? We can't just um, move past Trader Jews. Like- we, we can't. And uh, also the name of that book was How Jews Became White Folks and What That Says About Race in America by Karen Brodkin. Um, but Well, no, so like you texted me and you were like, just, just before we move on from Trader Jews, you were like, I think everyone hates me more now because I said Trader Jews. And I said, I think I love you more than ever before. And I think that that's what true friendship is. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate it because that was a down moment for me. And I was hanging out with like cooler, older people that are just like tr- genuinely the most beautiful souls on the planet. And I spent the whole time just like sweating out my alcohol and slurring my words. Not because I was drunk, but because I have a speech impediment. Like I talk... <laughs> For a living. Like, I literally, hey, welcome to the cafe. What can I get started for you? Like, I know all my stuff. And one of the things I have to ask is, like, did you want to leave 15% gratuity tonight? And I swear to you, I only say it right 30% of the time. The rest of it's like, do you want to leave 15% tonight? And I don't know. I don't know what to do. 
I don't know why people understand me or how they communicate with me, but the number of confused looks I get on a day-to-day basis, and I will say talking to people and connecting with people is probably my strongest skill and strongest asset in the workplace. Uh, So me not being able to speak words coherently is a problem. If anyone it's is embarrassing this, for me. If anyone is listening to this and is a licensed professional who can diagnose ADHD, please <laughs> let us know because yesterday we were watching Married at First Sight and Ben said, I'm surprised you haven't put any pumpkins out because it's past September 1st. And I said, oh, I have pumpkins. And I went into the shed and I pulled out some of the pumpkins, but not all of the pumpkins because it would have been very difficult to get them out from underneath what they were in. And then I put them back in the apartment and I said pumpkins. And then I sat down and I pulled out a canvas from literally nowhere and I just started drawing. And he was like, hey, what the fuck? Yeah, I I won't play the voice note now that I sent Catherine because it contains personal information, not for you fuckers, unless you're on the Patreon. Um, <laughs> We're going to put our voice messages on the Patreon. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, but Catherine was like, wow, that was a lot. And then I re-listened to it. And what? Is that what my brain sounds like? It was literally like... She went from... She went from like... I went to the bank today and I was talking to this banker man. Is Pride in September? The gays are taking over. Yeah. And and I am the gay. I'm taking over. <laughs> and it was just a lot. Um, it's like my brain sees something and I immediately have to identify it and uh, talk about it. Also, I think that Which, would this be This is what fun. this has become. <laughs> I think that would be fun bonus content. Catherine, you have no idea. It's just I've us trying... going on a rant? <laughs> no, no, no. Sharing our voice notes. Um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been holding this in ever since we've talked about Italians. And I'm just going to bring it back so that I never have to think about it again. But yeah, it's normal for people to, like have some sort of heritage and want to know more about it and like go back and like why do you think my family's fucking into genealogy and traveling in the uk because they want to fucking know where grandpa was in scotland and glasgow and whatever and um i understand that glasgow is in scotland i know there aren't people listening that are going to be hateful but i just fuck you um (laughs) but like like my boss like way back when his family was German and he like studied abroad and then like opened up a beer garden, you know, it's just, you're, we're very lucky to like be able to trace where our people come from. So <laughs> this won't be, yeah, This won't be reflected in the audio on the podcast, but Tori did mute herself and then go to her dog and say, you're disgusting. <laughs> um, okay, are we done this episode? Okay, so um, we're done talking, which Okay, we're is done. Bye. Rare for us. <laughs> we're done. Goodbye. Um I think I put a thing in at the end that says all of this, but I'm going to say it again anyway. Don't forget to 
support us on Patreon um, if you want to. Also, we have Venmos if you want to do that. We also have PayPal. Like, we can work it out. And also, here's the thing. <laughs> um, if you are also in your 20s and also maybe unemployed or just, like, in a shitty job or honestly don't want to give me $5, rude. Um, but you know that your mother loves me because we were childhood friends or cousins or whatever the fuck. Anyway, if you think your parents would give us money, just send them the link. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and then also, um, if you think that Ben and I should get a cat, um, there is one f- up for adoption, and her name is New Orleans, and she looks like Chester, except she is gray instead of black. We would call her Nola. Um, and I w- we would call her Nola. Um, or if we should wait and use our pet token on... <laughs> on a dog Um, that's literally capitalism later you get two pet tokens use them wisely literally (laughs) um so thank you for listening to nothing original the podcast um it's really just occurred to me that at the end (laughs) it's you could cut it to where it just sounds like thank you for listening to nothing (laughs) thank you for listening to nothing Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) Nothing Original the Podcast is brought to you by Victoria Cruz-Falk and Catherine Perini. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nothingoriginalpod or go to our website nothingoriginalpod.us to support us any way you can. Don't forget to share with a friend and don't forget to download because we don't know how the analytics work, but we think that downloads mean something. Thanks so much for listening.